To the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're dull or bright, from you run away to watching the northern lights, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. In time, he'll go live in France. It's my co host, Evan. Garden. King Garden. It's my co host, Sega. <laughs> Am I Gordon or Saker? Make up your mind. Gordon Sega. Uh, you've you've decided to revert to a better time in your history when we were working on Gordon. Make it America great again. This is this is what we sounded like when we worked on Gordon. <laughs> they were all. It was the twenties. They all had their individual little Victrolas, and they were all speaking like uh, they had extra newspapers. A uh, second it was edition. The bees knees. <laughs> exactly. Twenty things um, to do. What uh, did something put you in the mind of Gordon? Uh, the fact that we had to review all the albums for this. Oh, okay. I I didn't review all the albums. Uh, you, well, I you, scientifically reviewed them. Yeah, you 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 came to me and you said, uh, "Let's go back through every song and rewrite them." <laughs> and I said, "No, thank you." That well, sounds... I said I was going to do that. Oh, okay. That's that's fine. I don't mind listening to you for a very long time and not doing any work on this podcast. I'm a well, fan. I'm not of gonna that. like. I'm not going to go through every song and re-rate it. I'm just I used to use those to aggregate the actual album ratings. Sure, you know, scientifically, Bare Naked ABCs keeps a running tally of uh, of what what everybody rated each song, what the guest rated it, and what its uh, average is, and where each song is rated uh, in terms of top to bottom. Yeah, so they're like the uh, um, like the kid who like. <laughs> head of the chess club and like you know gets straight a's and spends all night studying and we're like the loosey-goosey kid who's like oh, kind of yeah. popular runs for class president they both run for class president and we get elected sure, and they they're deserve like fucking it. they're just yeah they deserve it way more than us and they're just eating <laughs> fucking shit the whole year and, and we're like just like yeah whatever hey guess what guys my, my whole platform is i'm gonna get a new coke machine in the auditorium <laughs> hey you guys want some rc cola up in this house Aww. yeah Whenever the camera turns to us, the, there's a guitar. Re- like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I like that. Um, we take karate. Or we teach. We teach karate. <laughs> that's probably true. He's got yeah, tape a plaza dojo in the middle of his glasses, all wrapped up together because they've broken. I never understood that trope. Why the nerd has tape in the middle of? They broke at some point, and they can't yeah, they afford broke. new ones. Yeah, glasses like, are, are they, expensive. Okay, but like they really just their parents is is is. Inability to afford expenses, part of the geek's trope. I think that, that back in the day, it took a while to get new glasses. Oh, I see. Like, you okay. didn't have, like, the one-hour photo with Robin Williams. <laughs> sure. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Why do we mention that movie so often? Because I keep using the only thing that I remember from it. Oh, well. <laughs> Is that he get, he shows a kid an Ava toy. This is uh, a, I, I meant to keep this, but since you, you referenced it, I got you a present to celebrate our album finish. Oh, buddy boy. I'll show it to you. It has nothing to do with Bare Naked Ladies. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, yes. oh, I love that. Oh, thanks, man. That's beautiful. Listeners, uh, Ev has gotten me. I don't know if you've seen it on your Facebook ads. I sure have, and I laugh every time. It's uh, it's uh, uh, in the Garfield show font, and it says Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, uh, it's with the, the title card from Garfield and Friends. Yes. It just <laughs> says Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's very, and very I thought good. immediately of Saker. What a kind gesture, my friend. Speaking oh. of, next week is going to be, of course, our, uh, our Your Christmas birthday. episode and my half birthday. My half birthday is Christmas. How cool is that shit? 
like as soon as I'm tired of my birthday presents, it's Christmas time. I'm tired of my Christmas presents. It's birthday I've, time. I've grown bored of my birthday <laughs> presents. New presents, please. June 25th, December 25th. Papa, papa. <laughs> I was always, I thought I was king shit of uh, Fuck Mountain back in the day when uh, when I would uh, tell people that. Well, I've got those, I got one of those Christmas birthdays. My birthday is, I think, three days after Christmas, God, four days after Christmas. sucks. So Wait. it was just like. Are you, you confused get... on when Christmas is or when your birthday is? Sorry. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly when Jesus died. <laughs> okay. Like, it. it was either the 25th or the 26th. We're not quite sure. <laughs> and that's factually. how you calculate it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, he died sometime in the night of the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what time zone you were in. Yeah, yeah. It could have I mean, shifted a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We don't know when uh, Mithra was reborn or whatever fucking pagan holiday they co-opted to okay. make Krimbus. Sure. We don't know sure. when Jesus was born. You're right. Mithra is a Final Fantasy. Did villain. Jesus bo- be born and die on the same day? Did Jesus be born? No. Jesus born on Easter ham. Jesus die on Christmas turkey, as the old <laughs> saying goes. As, <laughs> as we all remember from church. Do you do Christmas ham? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, we don't really do a Christmas meal. We used to do Christmas fish. Tilapia was our Christmas meal, hmm. Uh, hmm. which was a cool. I loved. I loved it, and I still associate tilapia with Christmas time. What did you guys do at Christmas? We do a, a beef tenderloin. Ooh, that's. I'm trying to think if we do. Usually, we're going to somebody's house. Obviously, not this year for Christmas. But uh, so I don't know what we'll do. Um, we had a nice yeah. little. We are recording this very shortly after Thanksgiving, just a few days afterwards. Uh, Ev, did you did you do the Thanksgiving meal this year, or did you go somewhere? We went to my in-laws because they watch okay. our child anyway. So sure. it's not. It's like, oh, why, why have none of the benefits? Sure, so we got to, we had a small Thanksgiving <laughs> with just our, you know, my my partner's sure. mother if, and father. If they're going to kill you, they might as well kill yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, if, if if they're going to kill me, I've already been dead. Sure, because they, you know, I give them my kid every day. <laughs> oh my, washin deru, as the Japanese say. A Christmas pudding for Christmas. Oh, that's what, we, what is we Christmas? Do. Oh, Christmas pudding is a solid thing. It's not yeah. something that's actually yeah, pudding. It's like a, it's like a, a warm. A warm fruit cake. Oh, interesting. You, like, you steam it, and uh, you can make it yourself, but it takes fucking forever, and it's a okay. pain in the ass, and it's not really that good, and you can buy them for like $12. <laughs> I see. So, Are you a Christmas pudding fan? Why did they give oh, you yeah. that? Fucking oh, yeah. I love okay. Christmas pudding. A little oh, brandy shit. butter. We do like the oh. British stuff, like the, the beef tenderloin, Christmas pudding, all that fun stuff. Yeah, Bo, I want to share throw, a little crackers. Of, I want a Christmas pudding with Hell you. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if Christmas is a... Uh, hey, that vaccine could be here. Donald Trump <laughs> says any day now. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, half the world could be vaccinated by now. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, Iran could have nuked Israel <laughs> for assassinating the head of their uh, nuclear program. What a grim, grim future yeah. we live in. Yeah. We have... I think we're going to be eating Trump's shit for the next, like, for the rest oh. of our lives. Undoubtedly. Yeah, undoubtedly. But I am excited for that Trump vaccine. I am, the, mm-hmm. as, as Geraldo calls it, <laughs> I'm on his side. I think we should give him the proper credit that he deserves. Um, Ebbo, this is, we're just weaving and wheeling because this is our wrap-up episode. We have officially finished with All In Good Time, the first album in the PPE, which means we only have three PPEs left, bud. Until they put out another one. (laughs) Until they put out another one. But that one will probably be the last album that they put out until we have to, like, do an emergency, uh... Dust off our spurs and ride again. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. So, yeah, stay tuned. I don't know why I'm saying this a year and a half before it happens, but stay tuned to this podcast feed even after we go dark because we'll come back one day. Um, Zero Dark 30. So we had a lot 
a lot of different ideas for this episode, and I think we're going to try to do all of them. From what I can remember, we had four different ideas, right? Yeah, yeah we're just we're just the idea guys. Yeah, that's that's we're who at, we we're are. not really good at practice, <laughs> not in the least. Um, but I think we're going to start it off with what we usually do, which, which is, is our pitch a product for each album. Good, absolutely. <laughs> so let's start with Gordon. Gordon sunscreen. Maybe uh, you should drive. Car wheel. <laughs> boats. Pirate ships. Stunt. A coordinator, maroon, a different color. You're not even going A to B. You're going A to A. <laughs> Bobes, a pirate ship. <laughs> You're just looking at the thing. Maybe for Maybe You Should Drive, they could release an album called Maybe You Should Drive. That would be very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Gordon is a new flavor of Pepsi. Uh, laid, mm. Bare naked flavor. Um, and What would that be? Oh, this feels like a listener question. Both of yeah. our eyes immediately went upwards, imagining what the <laughs> Burnaked Ladies would taste like. I think before they smelled like something, right? Wasn't it like Ed smelled like sandalwood? Mm-hmm. Ty smelled like gym feet. Um, I think it would be uh, uh, Naked Ladies, uh, a Gordon. Would it just a Gordon flavor or Naked Ladies flavor? I think let's say let's say it's a Gordon flavor. Mango Extremo. Mango Extremo. It's it's just half Pepsi, half Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before, but I uh, um, when we were in Japan, we were at a uh, Tabehodai with my partner, which is all you can eat. Um, right. But they had like a soda fountain, and it also had coffee in it too. So I like cold coffee. So I did half Pepsi, half coffee. <laughs> oh God! Or no, it was half Coke, half coffee. And then I brought it in, and my partner was drinking it, and he was like, oh, "I love this. What is it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's this new Coke flavor. It's only in Japan called Coca-Cola Black." <laughs> oh my God! Portent of the future. Yeah, and then so it was a joke in our in our household for like three or four years. And then they actually came out with like Coca-Cola Black. Wow! NSA wiretap. That's amazing. Wow. Um, in maybe? the Portofino Pizza Buffet at uh, in uh, Natomirai in Yokohama. That, those pizza buffets. I went to the Shakey's Pizza Buffet in uh, outside of Tokyo, and good fucking lord, it was so good. The problem was is that you're used to eating Japanese food, which yeah. is a lot lighter, like fat wise. I mean, they get like like fatty fish and things like that, but like you're eating a different diet, and you go back to like cheese and carbs <laughs> and it like just cl- it's like inside out and you ha- you don't you don't have a car so you can't get home quick so you have to yes. go poop somewhere in the building and it's going to be a, it's going to be terrible absolutely. absolutely terrible yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah it was it was i think a little less traumatic for me because i was only there for a week so i had it on like day four so my stomach was still mm. sort of adjusted to american food but for you if it had been months since you yeah, had it was a like eight, eight months since yeah. i had our artery clogging feasts god it's so good viking um no but of course what we do is not come up with a product we resequence the album so uh we try to come up with a better order for these songs where they should be what's happening uh in our brains with these right um Mm -hmm. and as usual mine are bad and yours are very fun uh so let's do mine first because it's always boring <laughs> yours are right and mine are not weird <laughs> so uh so all in good time was a weird album for me it's a 14 track album that i feel like had a lot of duds on it for me mm-hmm. i ended up removing a lot of these songs um Ooh. i i i whittled six songs off this album wow so it's uh, only an eight song album well then i added two of the b-sides Um, this album had four B-sides and, uh, I was surprised by the quality of two of them that I thought were so fucking good. Did you listen to any of the B-sides of? (laughs) 
<laughs> Why do you ask me questions like that? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to I'm going to officially make an IABD mandate that you listen to one okay. of them. I will. Okay. I will listen to I will listen to the two B sides. Okay. Let me get my pencil. Okay. Let me get my okay. pencil ready. Here I am. Very Here good. I am. See my, um, my pen and I got good. My well, I'll, I'll run down my playlist and we'll get to them when we get to them. So here is the new All in Good Time. Ten tracks. Track one, On the Lookout. We're starting with Jim. Okay, hmm. so hmm. why? Hmm. Well, it's a beautiful song. It sets the, the tone of the album in an entirely different and entirely positive way. Because I feel like On the Lookout has a lot of the same messages as You Ran Away. But like the message of You Run Away is like, this sucks. Like you suck. You suck for leaving and you're a bad boy. Mm-hmm. On the lookout is sort of like things change and that's okay and one day they'll get better, right? Like uh, okay. I wasn't I, with you till you said that. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're the waves crashed, smashing our past, moving fast, nothing lasts. Like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what though? This will all pass. We got to do we only have one shot. We got to nail it now. We are the new bare naked ladies, the fantastic four, and uh this is who we are now. I love that. And plus, why the fuck would you put roll this from the top at the beginning if you're not going to roll it from the top? <laughs> That's such a great intro to the album. Um so that's going to be my first track. Track two, gotta be summertime. You gotta leave it where it is. Put it I in. Thought, po- oh god! You need to put. It has to be the third track, right? Because that's the that's the single position, right? See, I couldn't remember. I put pole position was number two. I think it okay. changes depending on what CD you're listening to. That's it's fine. Usually, as long as we're both in agreement that the summertime is the single from this album, it should be the leading single. I can't believe it was never a single. This song rules so hard. It fucking like it rocks. You know what? I wonder if it's a consequence. I think we've convinced ourselves that summertime is a much better <laughs> song than it was. Like we. We, it, I think we both rated it like pretty good. Like it's a pretty good song. And then like, just because it's entered our personal canon as a meme, we yeah. have we have slowly re like capitulated our brains to well, uh, think that it's a great song. It, it hit us at the perfect time. It was like at the height of summer. I think we reviewed it in August, and like things were like we could still see our friends. We were outside, and it has I think grown on me. Even though I loved it when it happened. Because I can't stop singing it. <laughs> it just continues to happen to me. Uh, I wonder if this was a consequence of the release date for the album. That, like, they wanted to release Summertime in the Summertime. And, oh, no, the album was released March 23rd. So Summertime could have easily been a single in, like, May. And that would have fucking ruled. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No Whatever. One, no one knows anything. Doesn't matter. Uh, track three. Every Subway Car. Okay. I really liked this song. I know we weren't in total agreement on it, but I'm choosing to appease the BNL gods by making this the second single spot. Um, I got your portrait on a subway car. <laughs> Is that it? Is that how the song goes? Oh, uh, you're thinking of, it's been subway since I made a car. <laughs> Put a portrait inside. Um, yeah. Five dollar foot long. <laughs> five dollar foot long. <laughs> <laughs> RB's two for five, get a Jamoka shake, and then you realize. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a chill song. It kind of leads us into the rest of the album. Now, here's where things get fucked, because I was just kind of scooting things around on my personal playlist on Winamp, on Spotify. Things about to get fucked. Things are about to get fucked. And every time I tried to move four seconds from track four, the computer just glitched out and wouldn't let me. It's. I think this song is cursed. Wait, four seconds? I'm not familiar with that song. Maybe this song is cursed. It's erased your memory of the song entirely. Oh, 
I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is going to somehow lead into the canon for your fucking, uh, I don't know, astro- each of these songs are asteroids that will destroy Earth, except four <laughs> seconds is the most dangerous because we don't see it coming. Whatever. Um, this song is cursed. It cannot move from the number four spot anytime. Uh, four seconds is a good song. I felt like at this point I was front-loading the album, and I felt very bad about that, but what are you going to do? That's just the way it is. Um, track five, Golden Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. love this song. It has that goofy vibe. It feels like a classic BNL song. It works well bouncing off the classic humor coming from number four, right? I felt like this was a classic song, had that same sort of sense of humor. I liked Golden Boy. Um, again, a song I think we were kind of divided on. I liked it a lot more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad though. Um, track six, Jerome. So we're trending, uh, still a little weird, still a little goofy and strange, but we're sort of trending to the, to the side two sadness. Uh, side one is happiness and side two is sadness for me, um, which I think could have been an interesting dynamic for this album is like, let's get all our Ghiblis out in the first half and then make you sit through this slog of fucking depressing songs. So your, your CD has, is one of those two-sided CDs, and it's got, what, five songs on each? Five songs uh, on each side. You got it, yep. yeah. And that's how I... CD. I, get that tactile <laughs> experience. Flip the CD over from widescreen to full screen, depending get on... Figu- what. Get fingerprints all over it. <laughs> Do you remember when they used to print DVDs like that? So yeah. bizarre. Um, track seven, She Turned Away. The sound is all Words became thin Oh, what is this? Well, she turned away. away. <laughs> um, so this is a a Jim song. It was a B-side by Jim. Um, I liked it. It's sonically another soundscape, which side two I've kind of filled up with. It's lush. It's full. It's beautiful. It's got a very weird and interesting vocal line. The only thing is I would rename this song to Where's She Gone in order to clear up confusion with You Run Away because You Run Away and She Turned Away. I think maybe that's why it was relegated to a side B because it was too confusing to have two songs that were so similar. Honestly, I don't know why a lot of these were were B-sides on this album, because so many of them are so good. Um, Track eight. Here's the one you got to listen to, Ev. It's called Moonstone. This song rules. I was blown away by how much this song ruled. It's gorgeous, and how it didn't make it onto the record is a crime. It is an Ed song about the death of his mother. Oh, Jesus. And it's sad and pretty and fucking beautiful. Having said my point of view, I really don't want to bother you. I will I see to throw on one more middle finger to Steve before he uh, <laughs> moved on. True. What's more important to you, Ed? Just biting Steve in the ass as he leaves or talking about your dead mom? But boy, oh boy. Yeah, apparently this was just a really hard time for ed because he had like there was a plane crash he crashed his plane his his mom died like also steve left the band all sorts of shit was happening his brother was still dead his brother (laughs) continued to rest in peace 
Um, Unlike yeah. our Lord and Savior, who I guess is still wandering around somewhere. Easter hams, buddy. Didn't he, didn't he come back up? Didn't he come come out come out of that grave and then they just kind of lost the lost the thread? What? <laughs> That's how the Bible ends. It's like the end with a question mark <laughs> <laughs> with a hand rising out of the grave. Why do they say he is risen instead of he has risen or he rose? I feel like we've talked about this before. Okay, I have no idea. I'm sorry. That's my one. That's my one Easter gripe. I love Easter. Big fan. <laughs> I just wish they would. <laughs> Explain to me that one thing that I don't get. Track nine. Almost done with the album. You run away. Okay. I, it's fine. I think it's got to be here for better or worse. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't work as a track one, but as a late deep cut track on the album, I think it's serviceable. Um, but it's a goodbye. It's not a hello. You know, we don't we don't want to start this album off with you run away. That sucks. But I think we can mm-hmm. finish it off with you run away. And track ten watching the northern lights my boy gotta watch them northern lights i love this as a i think it's one of the final tracks on a bnl album i know that you won't agree with me there but i i think i think it no i think it functions well as a final track i don't think it's that good of a song okay it functions well as a final track (laughs) okay got it but yeah and that is a version of all in good time that i'm still not completely pleased with i didn't want to make it any fewer than 10 tracks but i feel like i still could have cut like, I don't know, You Run Away could have been cut. I c- then I'm going to put an acoustic version of Straw Hat and Old Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, dude, if I could have, they did release uh, an acoustic version of Another Heartbreak and Four Seconds. So I was like, I can't put these on. Um, yeah, but this is just not a strong album, I think, in total. This might be mm. the first BNL album where I'm like, I could take it or leave it. All the other wow. BNL albums. Now, I will tell you, Ev, that being said, my best to worst had a real shakeup this cycle because I, I listened to them all and I really looked within myself and I said, you know, is it is it rote to just put stunt at number one again and again? And maybe I reexamined it and said, stunt deserves it. And maybe mm-hmm. I didn't. Hmm. Well, well I mean, mine's probably pretty shook up too because I definitely uh, re-rated them completely scientifically. Okay. From plop. <laughs> To, to drop plop to chop to drop right yeah those are your three no, pop slop crop uh, drop got it okay <sighs> drops where you just poop right outside the toilet okay. <laughs> you could have done it but i missed you, it i missed it again a, the old spite poop um ev can you give me your uh resequencing of this album i can okay good um so this album was a sci-fi album and I don't know if you're attracted to sci-fi for the same reason that I'm attracted to sci-fi why are you when I think of sci-fi I think of aliens. I want to see them aliens. I want to see them different cultures. I want to see them different uh, sets of genitalia. I want to see how big they are. I want to see how many arms they've got. I want to see fingers. I want to see mostly bear-sized things. Okay, okay. I want to see what they eat. I want to see how many holidays they have. I want to see what kind of teeth they use to chew their food. Uh I want to see if they even have food. I want to see if they're floating balls of gas. So, I rated all these songs... Worst to best. Okay. On what kind of alien they would be, but more specifically, what kind of first contact situation would they have with us, the human race? Okay. From like best first contact to worst first contact? From best to worst, I think. Uh, Let me see. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. You don't even remember, though. You don't remember how you rated this album. I'm reading my ratings. (laughs) Okay. Good, good, good. Perfect. Okay, yep. 
that rated them from best to worst. Okay. All right. I should have written these down in advance, but I will get to that. Uh, okay. So from- you don't have them on your thing where you, oh, yeah, never mind. You took a couple of them out. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked, I fucked these all the way up. Um, all right. So we have, you run away somewhere. Okay. So the best first contact scenario. Okay. Well, see, these are weird because I feel like some of them are maybe we don't speak the same language. Like four seconds, mm-hmm. I don't think we understand what each other are saying. I'm not familiar with that song. Okay. Why do you keep bringing it up? <laughs> it's correct. Wait, Ev, just out of curiosity, how many tracks did your resequence have? All 13. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, got it. I always do every track on the album. You yeah, know that. You certainly do. Um, what is track four on this album? Um, not your reason. You. <laughs> you almost got me there. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I could tell you, I could tell you what are the horrible ones are going to be. So here's what I think. I can't, you can't get more joyful. You can't get more joyful. Track one is summertime. Ooh, close. Fuck. But not. Okay. What is it? Watching the Northern Lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Explain These that are- one. These are nebulous beings of mist and light trapped forever within the crushing lower atmosphere of a mighty gas giant. With no access to minerals or any way to contain themselves, they can never leave their home, which is kind of sad, like the song. Oh. But they can communicate with those who pass by. Truly strange culture, truly strange ideas. Ultimately beautiful, spellbinding in their way. And t- scientists and diplomats have uh, spent their whole lives, their whole careers on Beta Mouth Station, studying the clouds <laughs> of Mormox 7. I see. Ev, have you ever- Although they have no technology to speak of, but they live millennia, and they possess a deep yet strange wisdom that's incredibly rewarding for those willing to take the trip. Their culture, their entire way of life is so different from ours. I mean, how could how could that not be the most enriching thing ever, to find someone so fundamentally different and just study them? Damn, dude. Befriend them. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, have you ever considered doing- uh, audio versions of your own stories my voice is garbage your your voice is so i think the listeners of this podcast would disagree listeners if you want to hear ev do shrekstein live on a facebook live it's all i cannot because i because the black library owns the rights to that entire story any audio versions they would probably sue me would they really Mm -hmm. oh that's a bummer uh, but t- let me I could t- do some other story, but I'm not going to. Okay, well, I have lots of, I have tons of audio stuff available by professional audio people. <sighs> all right, it's all available. It's all out there, bud. That's I have like 40 stories out there in fucking audio verse. Depressing. So the first contact with these beings is we never talk to them. They cannot communicate yeah. with us. We don't share anything, and that's positive. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's learning. We're le- slowly learning about each other and studying them. I mean, it's it's just a it's an enigma. And what's more. Uh, Science fiction is not only the uh, story of, like, progress, but it's also a story of enigmas. Okay. The, the best science fiction, I think, leaves something up to the imagination, and this would always do that. Okay. Okay, so it's... Okay. So it's within the context of a science fiction... It's which first contact would make for the best science fiction story? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> which Nobody do I think does. would be the best first contact? This guy. Because it's amazing. Oh, Spellbinding. Christ. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right. So, the next one. Uh, 
I don't know whose point of view some of these are speaking from either. Like the mm-hmm. love we're in could be nice if it's us saying it. If it's us saying, why aren't we making the love we're in? Like we're so alike, we're so we're cultures. But if it's them saying, why why aren't we why aren't we loving each other? Then it becomes a little <laughs> bit nasty. Um, I could say summertime again, but I'm not going to. So here's the next one. You run away. Yeah. Okay. Golden boy. Hey. <laughs> okay. Why is it golden boy? So this is this is the humanity in the stories we tell ourselves. Golden boys, explorers, warriors, diplomats, but fundamentally flawed. So meeting, we're basically meeting ourselves out there, which is another kind of um, another kind of good thing because I think we would the only well we would know we were equipped to handle them, and they would know they were equipped to handle us <laughs> because we're so similar. Okay. Um. So it's I mean, it's sort of ridiculous, and it would also shine a mirror on each other. Because it's ridiculous for other species to see like our self-aggrandizing science fiction, our stories where we're always the hero, and our god that's just a giant version of us. <laughs> okay. Like, how fucking egocentric. But then again, we thought we were alone. <laughs> this is us on first contact, wondering how it went down. How we aren't the heroes of our own stories, wallowing around on our own planet. But, hey, at least we won't be lonely. Wow. So this ended with us being really depressed that we were so wrong about our religion, and that's the second one. No, I mean, but but the thing is... Renouncing like, God was number two on your list. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, renouncing <laughs> God for a, deeper, for a deeper understanding of ourselves and our yeah. place in the universe. Yeah, okay. All right, that's fair. I mean, all of our, all of our lies, that, all the lies we tell ourselves fall away. Okay. All right, the scales from our eyes. Yeah, and we we both both us and this other species come out of this first contact better for it. Okay. Oh, what did they have a misconception too? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was that? Yeah, same as ours. Okay. That they were they were alone in the universe. This is two two species groping around in the universe, finding each other. Oh, that's beautiful. Um. So there was there God also a giant globulon that they thought was <laughs> okay. Got it. Yeah, with extra globules. Okay. Good. 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 Um, here's the bad part about this is that I am so far removed from some of these songs that I've already forgotten what the lyrics are or what they're about. Uh, so like I'm looking at ordinary right now. Yeah. Oh, it's come undone. It's come undone. <laughs> I can't stay too long. Believe me. Uh, let's not, let's not do that one next. Um, I think, fuck. Okay. So the first one was from, our point of view. I right, well, this one it was too. So let me try the next one from our point of view. Um, the next one is going to be on the l- no, no. It's not on the lookout because on the lookout, I think is like the lack of aliens in total. I think that's going to be the exact centerpiece of this. It's not good and it's not bad. Because we're out on the lookout, we want to be in love. We're so in love with the idea of aliens. Okay, 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 okay. So the next one is going to be, I'm tempted to do You Run Away again, because I feel like um, the aliens running away from us, even though we've seen them, I don't know. Is there a better one here? All right. Here's my- There is. Oh, oh, a clue. Uh, All right. I'm going back to summertime. Ding, 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 ding. You are right. (laughs) I never do that. Living it up, fill my cup. These are intergalactic sweetie boys who live on a like Game of Thrones style world where winters can last years and summer is a time for loving and lubing. (laughs) 
They can only slather it on for a few months, maybe a few days. But when the ice recedes on Gromulus 4, it becomes the party planet of the fucking universe. Welcome. Ultimately, this is just a, I mean, it's good we met these people, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But we're not going to learn anything from them, except like how to butt chug like heroin. Yes. So we've got, this is a huge step down from realizing we're not alone in the universe and changing our conception of what God is to let's fucking party, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They immediately convert to our religion. Sure. Okay. Got it. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> um, my God. After that, all the songs, fuck, all the songs get a little bit depressing. Yep. Um, so this is where I'm going to slot on the lookout. Mm. Close. Okay. Another heartbreak. I hate that you said close because now I feel like I'm going to do on the lookout again. Why Why another heartbreak? Well, <laughs> let's see. No, on the lookout is pretty far down, okay. actually. <laughs> Thank you. I need, I need more hints. Okay. So These I- are uh, explorers, dreamers, lovers. A really kind of sad version of Star Trek where every first encounter seems promising, but ultimately ends with one of the crew members in a murder trial for stepping on grass <laughs> okay. or like the whole engineering staff being held prisoner by a transdimensional gas being or a supremely powerful and incredibly capricious godlike being turning them into lizards or some shit. Oh, wait, never mind. That's literally Star Trek. <laughs> okay. So um, so this is just us meeting a, uh, I guess, a better version of ourselves. Okay. But so, I mean, it's it's good ultimately, I think, but... We, I mean, we have a lot to learn from them, but it's so fucking condescending (laughs) the way we have to do it. (laughs) Got it. So we're the, we're the ones, we're the ones constantly failing them. (laughs) Oh, that's really sad. Okay. Oh, you uh, divide each other by the color of your skin? Okay, you're this, you're one of those didactic species, right? <laughs> you're one of the ones who, like, you know, just uh, you're here to teach us a lesson. <laughs> okay, we're the okay. the twilight thanks, zone thanks. for them. Well, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, um, we'll learn this lesson and then we'll just go on our merry way and leave you to your shit. <laughs> you're not alone, by the way. Um, see, there, there, there are a couple of these that I think we could take either way, depending on again who the speaker is. Like Jerome is a nice thought that the ghosts dance all around us because they're mm-hmm. dancing. These are still party boys. But at the same time, they are the ghosts of maybe a dead universe. Maybe we're just getting the radio transmissions of a species that's been long dead, which is a bummer, but I'm going to go with Jerome next. Ding, 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 Hell ding. You're yes. right. Yes, okay. <laughs> a dead world full yes. of mystery and wonder. I nailed it. <laughs> yes. Although it has been epochs since they trod the red dust of Ozymandias Prime, the precursors <laughs> left behind many strange artifacts and structures buried deep under aeons of sentiment, sediment. And yet, there is danger in excavation. Some teams lost, potentially a galaxy-spanning danger, or maybe just a bunch of ridiculous phantoms who like to steal hammers. No one knows for sure, but we gotta dig and find out, because when you walk on Ozymandias Prime... Never walk alone. <laughs> oh, God. Ev, are you going to take some story cues from these Mm-mm. very good lady songs? Because <laughs> these are really good, like, no. little flash no, flash fiction pieces you've written for me. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. I Saw It is ostensibly about a murder, I, th- <laughs> I yes. think. If we're taking our, our our interpretations of these songs to be canon. So I have a potential list. As you've been talking, I've listed the rest of the songs in the order that I think they might fall. Um, and I hate to do this one next because it sounds like a 
a very threatening song, I think, upon first blush. Um, but I, I think there's also some happiness to it. You know, we, we discover this race and we find out that we share the same sun. We share the same fun, but it's a whole new world. We've, you know, we, we there's just, there's known unknowns. We've spent too long just wondering. It's time for I Have Learned. <laughs> Damn it. I was so sure. <laughs> this is the love we're in. Oh, that was my next one. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is the this is a species that shows up to first contact already wanting like total amity and commerce, like a total alliance, free travel okay. between planets, free exchange of ideas and technology. Come on, guys, it's really cool. You're gonna like everything we got here. Are they too trusting? Are they hiding something? This seems too good to be true. Is this like a Twilight Zone situation? What's going on here? But they're all like, Come on, guys, come on. You gotta come to our planet. It's gonna be super fucking cool, man. We're all gonna like we're gonna hang out. Why aren't we making all the love we're gonna come on? Why aren't we t- We should just break down all these walls right away. Sure. Just uh it's too much. They're just too much. <laughs> it's just too much. This is a a couple that gets uh, moves in together after the first four months. Yeah, absolutely. I I could see that being after the first date. Yeah, <laughs> it's very possible. Sure, we are married now. Our first date was to a chapel. Uh, yeah, they uh, they show up to the first the uh, the partner the person shows up to the first date at their door with a suitcase. <laughs> we had such good talks on OKQ, but I thought it would be cool if we just you know <laughs> moved in together. Uh, okay. Um. Or you could come to my house. I don't care. <laughs> Either one is fine. I could sell my house. Do you want me to sell my house? It's worth a lot of money. All right. It's on the market. Oh, it's sold. Okay. Well, I guess I'm homeless unless you take me in. God. Fuck. I just really psyched myself up thinking about a couple who each owned their own houses and then decided to get married. If one of you sold your house, you would have like a lot of money after that. That's a fucking racket. What a good idea. What a racket. What a racket it is to buy a house and then marry Except somebody. Who's gonna, I mean, who's going to... The only way you own your own house nowadays as like a young person... Well, actually, okay, are you assuming this couple is young? No, yeah, you assuming, I was. I was. Okay. So is if your parent dies I and you inherit it, right? I was just thinking that's, that's like, how my parents owned their house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. don't buy... Yeah, I mean, or you're rich, I guess, to begin with, yeah. in which case the money wouldn't really matter. Yeah, that's but, true. Ev, you own your house, don't you? I have a mortgage on it. Mm, interesting. I thought you owned it straight out. <laughs> how much money do you think i make Saker? you're a writer are you kidding me <laughs> everybody check out evandicken.com for all of evan's spreadsheets about how much money he makes every year between one and three thousand dollars usually <laughs> i truly think that 2d6 might make more money than you oh yeah absolutely it's very sad and you probably about. got more fans too <laughs> it might be true oh no we're so much worse than you okay um fuck but you picked a medium picked a medium that uh lends itself better to you know people engaging yeah oh yeah engagement most certainly yeah well you don't go to shows and sit on stage and read your poetry to people your poetry your stories to people (laughs) have you ever written and published poetry no okay i don't know i don't know okay that's fine (laughs) all right ebbo yeah i'm going to diverge from i have learned And I'm going to go to my next song simply because I think you've thrown me off the scent here a little bit. I think our next one is a culture that's obsessed with us. A culture that coming off of why aren't we making the love we're in loves us unconditionally, paints portraits of us. That's every subway car. Man. Ah, all right. It's ordinary. Uh, That was my last song. That was like the most threatening song to me. Nah. Okay. These are, (laughs) these are gray aliens. Gray aliens. Watching, waiting abducting they can't manage the courage to actually seal the deal perennial first contact tease 
They're paralyzed by the need to have another good look around. Another look. Another look. Another look around. And by the time they're ready, it's come undone. Wow. They can't they can't first contact us anymore because we're already aware of them. Okay. It's like um it's like when your parent takes you aside and like gets you in the car and like, okay, we're gonna drive to the Brighton hot dog shop and I'm gonna give you the birds and bees talk. Okay. And you're like, Dad, I already know all this. Like, I'm like four, 15. You waited way too long. <laughs> okay. Like, I learned this like at school and from my friends. Sure. Yeah, I just from this first contact for me in this song, it came from a human who somehow made his way to that alien world who was sending a message back to us saying like, believe me, it's come undone. Take another look around. Like <laughs> they are already among us. Take another look around. Um, so, okay. I think we just interpreted that one differently. Uh, That's fine. All right. Um, so maybe I should go from the bottom up. No, I that has to be the last one. Uh, let's do, Fuck it's boring for to hear my explanations of shit like i have learned in every subway car again so we're gonna go to i saw it mm-hmm. okay I, i'm just randomly guessing at this point well that's what you always do right <laughs> no i usually have a thought process this is on the lookout okay on the lookout okay why this is like a not terrible not great yeah but like jilted lovers from different species we're like Romulong and Julioptorix, sort of like an enemy mine or a Chronicles of Riddick situation where they start out antagonists but slowly begin to see the value in each other. Sure. So, you know, it gets a little, it's a little messy starting out. Maybe we go to war. Ultimately, we find true love despite the horrors of our situation. Come on now, now. <laughs> Enjoy this. It's on the lookout. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. So, On the Lookout was my midpoint song. So, after this, all the songs are in some way evil or uh, negative... Uh, See, I didn't think, yes. I thought that I have learned was kind of positive contact. Same sun, same fun, whole new world. Um, that made me feel like there's so much positive there. I'm not guessing it yet, but I'm just looking for what you could have seen in this one that was just threatening or bad. Spare me the parlor tricks that impress your fans. When things get wonderful, you get hot. Ev, I'm going to do I have learned again. Wrong. Where the fuck is I have learned? All right, what is it? Uh, you run away. Okay. Uh, oh, these are, sure. These are survivors fleeing a vast and implacable enemy. Generation ships hiding in hyperspace or slipping from planet to planet like Battlestar Galactica. Maybe they find their way to some sacred fucking water world or some shit. Maybe they were the bad guys all along. <laughs> all I know is that the religious overtones of this show turned me off pretty much in the first few eps. <laughs> okay. Oh, so now it's a show. All right, I wasn't sure if it was a movie or a book. There's so much going on here. Okay. It's like they show up and they're like, hey, can we hang out at your planet? Like, well, why are you guys in these giant ships? And they uh, look like they have battle damage. Like, no, no reason. <laughs> like, why don't you just move along? Why don't you just move along, guys? <laughs> for the, for, for, it'll be good for both of us. Yeah. You, so you run away from me is not a observation, but a command. You run away from me. <laughs> run away. Whatever's chasing you, we don't want none of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm don't want none unless you got bu- guns, bu- hon. Uh, I'm going to go back to because I know. Remember when that song, Sir Mixalot's uh, "Big Butts"? Is that what it's just called? Uh, I I, <laughs> I think it's I like parentheses. I like unparentheses. Yeah. Big butts. Big butts. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when that that came out and it was such? It was like in the eight, '90s or something, and it was such a big fucking deal. Everyone was so. Up in arms, pearl clutching about, I like big butts and I cannot lie. 100%. Uh, and I think that there was a lot to that because he talks about his dick, his anaconda. Uh-huh. That's like, that's that's nasty. I don't want that. 
but now it's just sort of like the most like it shows up on like commercials oh, for absolutely. like chips or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chock full of nuts and I cannot lie. <laughs> like I do every time I think of I like big butts and I cannot lie. Uh I think about um uh I like big cups from Tom goes to the mayor. And I'm not sure why that is my initial association with it. Um, so yeah, that was uh, 1992. And of course the B side to that was you can't slip, which was the, uh, the, uh, I think answer song to you run away. Um, <laughs> which is always uh, a fun to listen to. Um, okay. Ebo, here's the thing we have, I have, we have four songs left here. And I believe that I know what the last song is, like, definitively. Okay. And the other three songs are all things that I've guessed already. So I'm going to say I just have to do... I don't think I have learned is threatening, so I'm going to say I've learned. Fucking what in the world is it? I saw it. Okay. I saw it. I saw saw it. Why? (laughs) So this isn't necessarily a conflict that affects us okay. per se but we what's our responsibility in like a universal milieu if we see crimes being like war crimes being committed against other species oh. like terrible things like these are two things at war we see we see two species at war it's not gonna oh. it's not gonna affect us per se yeah but should we intervene and risk our own safety like of our entire world or stand by and let it happen i mean i mean i'm glad we're not the ones that the predators are hunting for sport but like should we do something here yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. So this is this is like uh, we 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 make first contact, and they're like, "Hey, oh, friends, this is cool. It's so nice to meet you." But we also see them like doing a holocaust on someone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh boy, that's rough. Oh, these are the Greblos. They're not even people. <laughs> it's okay. They're kind of nothing. Help us! Help us! <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're right. Oh Jesus, how the fuck is I have learned below that? I'm now I'm 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 curmudgeonly sticking to it, and I shouldn't do that. So I'm going to guess every subway car. No, it was I have learned. <laughs> fuck you, you <laughs> shithead! I hate these episodes. <laughs> this is like the day the earth stood still. Like how to serve man. These are like fucking Twilight Zone aliens. Okay. Like everyone's reacting to them like they're all powerful, but they're really just some dude in a wig and like a bit of spirit gum. <laughs> okay, like galaxy quest style shenanigans as they try to convince us they're incredibly advanced and wise but in reality they're just pulling a huge con to like harvest all of our platinum or something <laughs> like i don't fucking know they're not like they're not super dangerous per se but like at the same time come on man they're, they're just trying to get something from us okay i have learned pleasure to meet you we're the squidlians <laughs> man mm, this place smells like platinum you got any platinum to eat <laughs> they're also the barenaked ladies during gordon era <laughs> platinum we love platinum platinum king platinum. the flag um all right i guess then that makes the next song every subway car you are correct okay thank god so i got the last two then all right tell me every these subway car. fucking guys <laughs> these fucking guys either their culture is so different as to be insulting or they're just all creepy assholes but first contract gets really weird <laughs> if they like carve a giant anus into our moon because like expulsion of waste means purity of relations in their culture or maybe they take the roofs off our houses so we can see the stars you know some like huge grand first contact gesture but it's ultimately creepy and like we're like no no we don't want we don't want anything to do with you no join no join <laughs> Wow, you interpreted that so... D- I thought they were obsessed with us and loved us and just wanted to paint portraits of us. All right. Well, yeah, they do, but they do it in like a really fucking creepy way. I... Like they like 
Who is most powerful leader on your planet? Trumple. We paint John Gold Trumple on moon. <laughs> now you see him all time. Hey, hey. <laughs> but that's, I don't know. Is that better or worse than them trying to harvest our platinum? Hard to say. I mean, it's great that if you... I feel like I feel like this. Like somebody who's willing to go that far on a first step is gonna. It's only going to get worse. That should have been directly below the people that move in together on the first date then. Which one was that? <laughs> because that was exactly <laughs> the same scenario. Um, well, these guys could be eating us. Who knows? That's true. I feel like that, that situation is like where you're meeting somebody for the first time and you're so intimidated like god this person's famous and, and then when you finally meet them they're like holy f- are you evan dickin i am <laughs> such a big fan like i would be honored there'd be so much pressure taken off of me but i see what you're saying and of course that makes the final song don't say how long <laughs> yes okay got this it. is don't say how long this is a conflict spanning millennia the forever war <laughs> species locked in eternal struggle strong and wrong <laughs> To look back upon battle is to know true hollowness. Billions, trillions of lies. Lives lost for a few worthless asteroids. Entire planets scoured by viral bombs and mass drivers. Don't say how long they've been fighting. They know it's for reals. They ask <laughs> us to pick sides. We try to mediate, but how can you set aside epochs of hate? Jesus Christ. Don't say how long. Don't you fucking dare tell us what we're doing here. <laughs> Even a busted watch is right twice a day. Mm. Uh, every so often we'll kill one of those space Nazis. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Grabulons thank us so much. Um, okay, I do. I do think I know. You know, it's for reals. Kind of ruins the uh, <laughs> the 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 depth that you've given that song, but still very good. Um, well, maybe that's just a translation error. That could be. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Um, yeah, boy, that. <laughs> We programmed this uh, translation algorithm to only translate into 90s slang. <laughs> sure. Psych! <laughs> we, uh, we always discuss the notches. Not. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Because So the, the original thing was, we never discuss the notches. <laughs> and it just translated into, we always do. Not. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much voted how long, if not just for that weird psycho riff during the, uh, the chorus. The dun 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 uh, but yeah, that is a terrifying song and very strange. Oh, Ebo, what a delight. What a long, strange trip it's Here's been. Here's what I want you to do. Right above where you wrote Moonstone on your little notepad there, I also mm-hmm. want you to type into YouTube the following letters. F-O-U-R space S-E-C- S-E-C-O-N-D-S space B-N-L. Okay. Weird. Okay. My fi- my I'm trying to write it down, but my pen is just making this weird fucking circle on the paper. <laughs> okay. Like like remember um did you ever see the ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm just something's Can we just stop talking about we, this we can, please? We we can stop. I'm sorry. Okay, we can, we can, you know what? Let's take uh, a break. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. Do we do mercies on these? Guess we I do. think we have to contractually. We, we must. Yeah, we must do a merchy. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long merchy. We literally could just say the name of a podcast and then be done with it. But what fun would that be? Faculty of Horror. Okay, <laughs> listen to Faculty of Horror. That's right. Marianne and seventy-four of her friends get together. To, <laughs> they call themselves the, the Faculty. Mr. Krabs movie reviews. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, we could do it. I'm down with just reading. Do you want me to just say something real quick? No. Okay. I would never want you to say anything. That's why I'm on a podcast with you. Then you talk. Um, <laughs> 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 
weird? I was just listening to um to uh and uh Erasure's Return to Innocence this morning. Or no, Re- mm-hmm. Erasure's um what's the uh, Forever Always. Oh no, or that's uh That's Return to Innocence. Yeah, Return to yeah, Innocence, okay. but it's not Erasure. Erasure is always. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it's um <laughs> This is turned into nostalgia yeah. for 90s things. Um what the fuck is that song called? Enigma. 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 Okay, Return to Innocence. And it got me thinking about Pure Moods, and I got to thinking about how weird it was that Tubular Bells was on that album. Isn't it fucked up that Tubular Bells... That is a pure mood. <laughs> it is a pure mood. It's a it's a pure mood in entirely different ways if you've seen The Exorcist or not, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, like I feel like it's a pretty song in and of itself. Yeah, it is. It's relaxing. It truly is something you can meditate to. Is it relaxing? I think it... I mean, I, I listened to it directly after I listened to Enigma, uh, and I was like, this is a cool, like, chill-out song. Um, and you were listening to, like... Oh, you were just listening to Pure Moods. I, well, I, I was listening to Return to Innocence, which got me thinking about Pure Moods. Now I am looking at Pure Moods. What a fucking wild CD that was. Okay, can I... Can I tell you some of the tracks on the original 1994 release of Pure Moods? Please. Crockett, give them to me. Crockett's theme from, of course, Miami Vice was on Pure Moods. <laughs> um, Chariots of Fire was a Oh, Pure that's a great one. Vangelis? Yeah, that's a great one. Wait, is it not is it just the the original Chariots of Fire song? It's gotta be, right? Dun, 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 I don't dun. think of that as a that's relaxing. Like... See, I thought Pure Moods was supposed to be like a, a ch- I guess it's it's new age music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I mean that's a great. I mean that's a one of the great Vangelis songs. I think it's one of the. It's the only song he's known for. But okay, got it. Um, the uh, uh, um, the theme from Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. <laughs> like, there's just real weird fucking songs in here. Um, the 1997 re-release had the X Files theme on it. <laughs> Can you imagine just like? I'm sitting down to my new age music. <laughs> um, man, fucking what a wild, wild album that was. I always thought for some reason in my head it was supposed to be music to meditate to, which I guess new age music is supposed to sort of be. I think new age music is... People have an idea of new age music as like just like soft, breathy vocals and wolf howls, <laughs> right? Like and synthesizers, <laughs> and it is to a certain extent, but like it can be all types of like tempos. Yeah. Okay. You can you can do fast. I mean, I guess once it hits a certain tempo, it just becomes electronica. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So you know, it, it slow any electronica song down to eighty BPM, and it becomes appropriate for the pure mood soundtrack. Now, Ev, do you remember the spinoff CD Gregorian Moods? Oh Jesus! I remember that, like that, that like monk chant yeah. had like a fucking moment. Oh, it really a full did. fucking moment. In the late '90s, we were all about fucking like throat singing and monk chanting, and like people were fucking down with that. They loved it. Damn right. It's like that and Lord of the Dance. I think were the things I remember like music from the '90s. There was also a Celtic moods. Moods cashed in on the treads. They were all about it. Damn right. You fucking beat that mood horse into the fucking soil, man. <laughs> You got something like that that works? They're like, okay, listen to this. We're gonna we're gonna just like buy these songs like Chariots of Fire yeah. and like Tubular Bells, and we're just gonna put them on a CD <laughs> called Pure Moods. Oh, People are buying it, man. Okay, what other moods can we have? What other moods? Uh, um, I'm in a real impure impure moods, sex music. <laughs> Imp- 
your moods. Uh, hungry moods. Uh, it's just Weird Al's food album. Uh, what moods do we have? What moods <laughs> what do we have? Um, speaking of, well, they were like, they were like, okay, here are all the songs we got the rights to. Here's 50 songs How that we bought the rights together? to for like 10. What is this? Sure. They're like, well, all of these are, they're just, they're just a mood, right? Like a mood. And they're like, okay, I got it. God. Pure pure moods dude okay here's what we do here's what you and i do and again this podcast has turned into a million dollar ideas how do we how do we make the best business pitch podcast we buy like 25 incredibly cheap songs that maybe people will recognize but that licenses for them are like 500 bucks each right and then we mm-hmm. release an album called puzzle moods and we say whoever writes in with the correct theming of this album gets I don't know, $1,000. People are willing to bet 10 bucks on an album that they'll get $1,000 out of it, right? So we're making hand over fist. People are trying to solve the puzzle. We don't even have an answer in our heads. We just accept, I don't know, when we've had enough entries, we're like, all right, we've made our money back plus double. Let's release the answer to pure to puzzle moods, which is pool slip out of hat, the hungry little caterpillar, right? Like we got to just, just do puzzle moods. Isn't that a great idea? It's a great idea. I feel like that ends with us getting like stalked. Okay, sure. Because that's all those all those puzzle things. Like all those puzzle things end up with like puzzlers just coming for yeah. you, man. Or or finding some uh thing that wasn't there before and like hounding some family whose daughter died ten years ago because they suddenly think the daughter is part of the puzzle somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember the book The Secret, nineteen eighty two book? Oh yeah, with uh, the little rabbit. No, uh, this is oh, this okay. is a puzzle book that was uh, published in '82, and there was about twelve different um, treasures that were buried around the world, and uh, uh, and and uh, you had to figure out like from the the verses from the little image where they were, and as of October 2019, only three out of the twelve boxes had been found. Wow, I know, pretty wild. One was in Cleveland, Ohio. We could have been there, buddy. We could have gotten that. The one I was thinking of was Masquerade. Oh. It was a children's book that was supposed, it was a released in Britain and became like a phenomenon. Interesting. It's a little pretty book. Okay. But uh, it was a treasure hunt or something. That's cool. And uh, it was very bad. Cool. Very weird. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But yeah. Buddy, um, you know. Yeah, the secret. There was like that one guy too, like the, um, he's like an underwater diver or something or a, like a deep sea diver who like gets treasure but he buried like a chest of jewels somewhere and like three people have died looking for it oh my god and uh because he, he, all he released was like a poem he's like this will give you all the clues you need that's amazing and, but he released a statement to follow up he said it is not anywhere that is dangerous <laughs> okay. do not look anywhere that is dangerous for this thing that's so wild what a cool i i fucking if you know me you know i love puddles and riddles and mysteries and uh saker was super into geocaching i was super into geocaching uh fucking loved that shit um yeah so but you know you know who else loves puddles and riddies and misters is the argonauts we haven't done a commercial for our buddies the argonauts in a while ebbo yep uh, we're good buddies we just had coffee with them <laughs> in person ago, one foot pandemic. from each other. each other andrew tries his best to solve sharing a cup. Solve alternate reality games marn tells him what he should have done instead uh their new episode is called mediargnalysis national treasure um, and it's Andrew and Marn talking about uh, uh, the movie National Treasure. So it's kind of a divergence from their usual uh, setup where they're talking about yeah, fair, a though. movie about ARGs, ARGs, yeah. Ev, you know what? Uh, the Orange Groves right now is trying to, they're putting on a big show swap uh, push. 
So, do you want to do an episode of uh, of Argonauts? Maybe Andrew and Marn could do an episode of It's All Been Done. <laughs> Very visual joke for our listeners. What he's done is held up a huge thumbs up right into the camera. <laughs> Certainly the finger that was uh, that was presented to me. And there it is again. We got double thumbs up. Ev is excited to do some Argonauts. All right, what what show would you swap with? Faculty of Horror, right here on uh, the It's All Been Done podcasting show. Show. <laughs> um, well, we, we could do that Pokemon one. Two guys not know nothing about Pokemon. I'm totally, Talk about Pokemon. totally down. We'll do a Champs in the Making. But how dare you suggest that anyone could do our show? A fucking trained seal could do our stupid <laughs> ass show. <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we reorder the albums and figure out which ones are our favorites. Ev, I forgot how long these episodes run. <laughs> these yeah. cleanup, cleanup episodes are always uh, big boys. All right. So, buddy, let's do some best to worst here. Um, we have nine. You're always so you're always so worried that we're going to we're going to be like strapped for time on these and you forget that like the fucking album sequencing takes like an hour mine takes five minutes and yours takes an hour because yours is so good i'm not i'm not begrudging it at all um should we do we i feel like we change it every fucking time should we do best mm-hmm. to worst or worst to best worst to best okay worst to best i think we always do worst to and best. i do think that our worst are gonna match maybe okay okay so album number nine on number nine on our list number nine on the casey Kasem countdown this is us in album nine <laughs> baby all right ready three Two, one, all maybe in good you should time. Drive. Oh, maybe you should drive. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I feel like last time we did this, we talked about maybe you should drive, and we talked about how it had Jane, these apples, alternative girlfriend, right? Life it's in got, a nutshell. It's got some good songs, right? Jane. Let's say let's say we're rating us on a one to five scale. Jane's a uh-huh. four. Everything old is new again. Four. Alternative girlfriend. Four. Life in a nutshell. Five. But then it's also got fucking intermittently, which is a solid one. Oh, a, you. which is one of my least favorite songs that Bare Naked Ladies has Unreal. ever done. Real. And little tiny song, which is not a song, and gets another one. So um, it's got a long. And then also fucking wrong man and great provider. Those are like maybe twos out of five. Wow. Okay, that's so wild yeah. It got me. a two point six 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 seven. Oh, average. you went through. You literally did numbers for every song and yeah. average. Oh, you did this real scientifically this time. Damn Shit, right I did. dude. Okay, I just I felt it in my heart. My ratings and your ratings are going to be wildly different this time around. I can't. Well, so wait, because yeah, I just did mean. I can do a median mode and standard deviation. No, too. no, no. I th- I think it's fine. So, does that mean that albums with more songs are no? No, it's average. It just depends it's on the average. quality of songs. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fuck, I thought All in Good Time was most certainly going to be both of our, our least favorites. Oh. All right. Um, no, here's my answer. Remember, question. I also did this. I also drank okay. pretty heavily as I was, uh, as I was redoing this, as is my want. It, my my so, next uh, question to you is, did you count Crazy and Dat Fodder as one song or two songs? Two. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I sure hope the Dat Fodder got a zero on the one to five scale. Nope. I guess we'll see. Remember, okay. I liked that fodder. I forgot. All right. Album number eight. It got a two. Okay. Okay. Uh, number eight. Uh, three, two, one. Bare Oops. Naked Ladies Are Men. 
Mm. Oh, Bopes for you. Okay, yep, Bopes was two point seven one four. Bopes pretty low for me. So what was what was Bopes? Uh, yeah, Bopes has some rough stuff on it. I think when I pick out the jewels, I kind of shed some of the worst stuff for me. So like stomach mm. versus heart is like a two. Actually, that's that's a fine song for me. Yeah. I don't mind it. But like, there's just uh, see for me, it's fine if you take a swing and miss. But unmemorable stuff is uh is where yeah, I you don't remember. I, but like. Like, Bopes had Straw Hat, which is one of my favorite B&L songs, so that's a solid five. It's got right. Old Apartment, which is another great song. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, Shoebox, which is probably a four, but then it's got also, like, In the Drink, Spider in My Room, and I Know, which are bad songs. Boy, I wonder how much recency bias is affecting you here. Because I re-listen to all of them. I know, but but you're you have in your heart you think about how much fun you've had over the pandemic, and then you think about how hard life was before, and I think you're evaluating the albums with that in mind. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. Yeah, I mean, this is a reevaluation, so sure. I could be. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, a different but, person than I was when we started this podcast. Yeah, it's so I can true. Only rate things based on who I am in the moment that I am. This is a snapshot of me more than sure. it is a rating of BNL albums. That checks out. Um. I did. I, Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. I was looking at it again, and I was trying to pull out the shit that I liked from that album. And fuck, does it just feel like a B sides album from Bare Naked Ladies or Me? Mm. There's a couple songs that are o- good to okay on it, like Running Out of Ink. I think is truly good. Um, like uh, Another Spin is one of my my perhaps my favorite Kevin Hearn song. But I just think a lot of it is really schlocky, two to three level shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I couldn't get there. Um, all right. Number seven, three, number seven, three, two, one, Bopes. everything to everyone. I can't, your shakeup was so much bigger than my shakeup. Yeah. E to E got thrown to seven. Yeah. Please explain to me your rationale there. So E to E has some good songs. Two actually two great songs, maybe Katie and Upside Down. Solid fives. But everything else is just kinda meh. Okay. Like celebrity is a sol- is a one. You, for sure. uh, yeah, and then the rest like I don't think it wasn't that it had a lot of like it what didn't have a lot of standard deviation. Like it, it had like another postcard, maybe Katie and Upside Down, which were fours and fives, right? Celebrity, which was a one, but all the rest like um aluminum. That's a two for me, probably a one for you, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Next uh, time what? for you, shopping, testing, one, two, three. Solid three songs. They're good songs, but they're not great. Yeah. Unfinished, okay. also three. Uh, and then Take It Outside and Have You Seen My Love, two. The the fact that we haven't seen All In Good Time on your list, the fact that All In Good Time on the whole scored a standard deviation higher, or an average higher than fucking everything to everyone, which I feel like is... So a I shit should, ton of threes. I should uh, uh, say that the difference between E2E and my next uh, is a po- 0.01. Oh my god! Like, that okay. Was the, so <laughs> okay. this this got 2.928, and the other one got two point. The next one got 2.937. Okay. So, and there was no heart put into this. It was all numbers. You didn't like look at the two and go, yeah, but I love the album art for everything to everyone. No, fuck the album art. Oh, you're you're fucking wild. If you I don't judge take... these on the how much I loved individual songs. Okay, but there's so much more to the package than that. There's a time hey, and a place. You a judge feeling. them based on your Fuck. your metrics. I'll judge okay. them based on mine. Right. An album is is nothing more than a collection of songs. When Jesus I look at it clinically and drunkenly. <laughs> well, Bopes Bopes is the only song we have in common in our bottom three right now, and that is fucking wild to me. Buck wild. Okay. Um. 
Number six. Number six. Uh, ready? Three, two, one. Bare naked ladies are me. Oh, okay. okay. I did men. Bare naked well, ladies are men. Same era, I guess. So at least for you, me is above men then, which I can agree. Both of our me is above men. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell me about your your men experience here. Uh, again, this is this is an album that it got so high because it didn't have any highs, but it didn't have any lows. I didn't rate any songs on this lower than a two. Wow. Well, I guess there's no. And I didn't one. rate any songs. I didn't rate any song higher than a four. Okay. But it just like it just like it's all threes, twos, and fours, and I guess that somehow like smushed out into a uh, two point nine. Like it, it again, it edged out the previous one by 0.01 basically i'm holding my face listeners because what evan is saying is that an entirely average album is much better than a song than an album with like standouts like jane and like alternative girlfriend even if you can't remember the album (laughs) it's fucking better because it doesn't hurt you at all i don't know that's just on average the songs are better yeah i i guess so you're talking about men so yeah, yes. men has a lot. Men is like, if I were to rate these, it would be so many twos. Oh, beautiful would be a one for me, right? Oh, three there. for me. Remember, I like beautiful. Oh, I like Jesus. that loungy, loungy but, stuff. But there are, I think there are a lot of good things. I, I, I think I maybe downplayed it a little bit because I think there are a lot of songs that aren't standouts, but are great songs. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I will, I do. Fun and mm-hmm. games, quality. Like there's a lot of fun shit on there. Um, yeah. Another okay. spin. Yeah, I mean, down again, to earth. Those were all good songs. I mean, they weren't like fives, but they weren't. See, they were threes and fours. Here's what I thought you meant. Angry people. <laughs> here's what I thought you meant when you said let's rewrite some, let's rewrite the songs. Is I went through and I said, I am upgrading when you dream to good. I am upgrading when you uh, sell, sell, sell to fine. I am upgrading aluminum to good. I'm upgrading or downgrading sound of your voice to fine. Uh, mm-hmm. And those were my re-ratings for this album. <laughs> so I think we did entirely different things yeah. there. Well, it's like we're entirely different people. We're, yeah. all, we're each allowed to do our own. I might thing. I might do this science thing next time around. I kind of like your like, fucking steady hand surgeon approach to these albums. <laughs> and I was going to do, I was going to add another rating out of 10 just to see like just how the album came together as a whole for me. Yeah. But then I didn't. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I got too <laughs> drunk to continue. All right. Number five. All right, Th- where was I? Okay, so that was two point nine. Okay, the, fuck it. I'm just amazed because several of my top albums cannot be even in your top. But here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Maybe Gordon. you should drive. Gordon went to five for you. Yeah. yeah. You're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you're you're a, you're a hu- you're barely a human being. So, Gordon has a lot of great songs on it, but again, yeah. it suffers from a lot of really bad songs. Like, and this is where I think, like, okay, so Wrap Your Arms Around Me, bad song. I Love You, bad song. New Kid on the Block, bad song. But Ones you're... across the board. But then you've got a million dollars. Brian Wilson, Enid, like, Hello City, Be My Okyo Ono, What a Good Boy, King of Bedside Manor. All those are fours. Five, fours and fives. But... And, but then, I, if I had not, if Dat Fodder and Crazy hadn't been two songs, both of which got a two... I think we would have we uh, got a higher, and also the flag also got a two. So, so there are a lot of like a lot of big swings on Gordon, which I really appreciate. Oh, Jesus, dude, this is the thing. You're taking this as a a 
as if you can't, I understand you're taking an album as an album, but you can skip tracks. I don't know. I understand what you're doing. And I actually think yeah, it's, I think, I think to be fairer next time I'll go and I'll give them a full album rating because I think yes. Gordon would go up significantly. I mean, because like, again, you know, the previous one, uh, bare naked ladies or men would fall significantly as an album rating. Cause it's like, right. yeah, that's a fine album. Right. But Gordon is a great album. Yes. So oh, Jesus. Okay, uh, mine was Maybe You Should Drive. I defended it already. I don't feel the need to go back and defend it. Yeah, the ending is incredibly fucking weak. Ron Man was convicted into Great Provider is perhaps the worst ending this band has ever done. But the rest of the album is so fucking good that I think it it's it indisputably, mm-hmm. I don't know, one of their best. No or, arguments from me. You are okay. a good person and your opinions are valid. I can't believe Gordon was so low. All right, you your list is so much more shaken up than mine is. Number four, three, two, one. Everything All to everyone. Time. I forgot you hadn't said all in good time yet. It was so in the rear view for me that I had lost it. Evan, mm-hmm. fucking explain yourself. I've never been more angry at you on this <laughs> podcast. So, I feel like we've given more bad ratings to all in good time songs. No, remember, not, I don't think any of my ratings on this have been bad. I think you have given a lot of bad ratings. It's possible. Like, but like <laughs> Summertime and Jerome are two of my favorite BNL songs. Like they're okay. in my top 20. Okay. And uh, the rest of this album, none of the songs were got lower than a two for me. Like, Jesus I mean, Christ. how long I have learned like the love we're in all twos, like yeah. solid twos. But like Golden Boy, I saw it, watching the Northern Lights. Like basically this album is all threes, two fives and two twos. So it's Wait. it's like... It edges it out at 3.07. Like, it edged Gordon out by 0.07. Like, again, we're talking we're talking hundredths of a point here. Was Jerome your other five besides for Summertime? Hell yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> Fucking love Jerome. Personal preference. All right. All right. So, wait. What do you... Here's what, here's what I have left. Chronologically, I have Gordon, Stunt, and Maroon left. What do you even have left? I'm trying to think. I've got Maroon, Blamy, and Stunt. Blami. Okay. Wow. Bernadette Ladies or Me was that high for you. Okay, cool. All right, let's go to number three for me. Number three. Three, two, one. Gordon. Maroon. Oh, wow. Poor Maroon. That's a sad fall from grace, what? I feel I like. Think Maroon you... was always my third, actually. Was it? Okay. Yeah, because I think right. I liked Gordon and Stunt better. Okay, okay. Traditionally. But traditionally. you know what? I'm not going to go back and listen. Yeah, I don't blame you. You just did that. It's fine. Uh, okay, so uh, tell me why Maroon fell where it fell for you. Um, a lot of songs on Maroon were good, but also had a couple bad songs I didn't really like. I mean, it's, again, this is a this is the one that had probably a pretty high standard deviation. Like, yeah. Too Little Too Late, Pinch Me, Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep at the Wheel, Solid Fives. All of those are Solid Fives. But then it also had stuff like Helicopters, mm-hmm. which I did not like at all that was a one and then like go home and sell 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 were twos basically for me and the rest were just kind of threes so i think that it suffered i mean again this is a it's still at a 3.25 this is still my third favorite or third best bnl album as far as i'm concerned but i'm amazed that helicopters was that low for you i don't remember what we talked about when we talked about it but i actually i love helicopters uh okay let's go to number two Three, one second. Two, Let me oh, get back wait. To my... Oh, I gotta okay. say, Gordon. Uh, Gordon was. Uh, I don't fuck. How, how I like can you even... Gordon. I like it's a good Gordon. It's impossible to to try and defend Gordon number three because it fucking rules. Like it's exactly yeah. where it should be. 
I'm not um, attacking your ratings. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to explain to the listeners who are attacking me at their homes why Gordon Forward felt fucking throwing their uh, <laughs> throwing their pizza cutter at the wall, flipping over their cardboard. Uh, you know, they were just digging into a nice uh, Hawaiian pizza for those of or of a Hawaiian pizza persuasion. Otherwise, like a barbecue chicken pizza, maybe a pepperoni pizza. But they're all digging into a pizza. We all know that. We all know right. how you, you like listen to pizza. Maybe you're. You know, maybe it's a vegan um, cauliflower crust pizza, sure. you know, you know, it takes all types, but you're flipping types. over your cardboard box. Now the pizza is stuck to the ceiling. The pizza cutter is is in the wall. You're screaming out there. It's, it's like with a Chicago blouse losing uh, another championship. I don't know. You're still hungry. So you're just taking a big bite out of your iPod shuffle because you're mm-hmm. so fucking angry at this podcast. All right. Ev number two. Do you have Blommy and Stunt left? All right. Three, two, one. Stunt. Blami. Blami. Okay. So Blami. Uh Blami is a great fucking album. It probably mm-hmm. should have been rated higher for me. Maybe if I do my science, it will. Why did Blami what a lot of fives on that one for you or what? Uh there was only one five vanishing. But um everything else was threes and fours, and it only had one two, which was Bull in a China shop. You've I you accidentally made a mistake and switched the ratings for Bull in a China Shop and Vanishing. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but you've done you've done an error. You made Man. a whoopsie. Um, okay, and that just leaves us. Uh, oh, uh, Stunt was my number two. Um, I think Stunt is incredible, but looking back at it, I was like, Stunt has some great fucking songs, but then it also has like, Leave and Told You So and When You Dream. Meanwhile, I think my number one is bangers from beginning to end. Let's go to number one. Three, two, one. Stunt. Maroon. Meh. Oh, boy. It's it's 20 and 2020, my friend. You cannot deny Maroon what it deserves. <laughs> Maroon is bangers front to back. I don't know. I think Stunt is... Stunt fronts everything BNL is capable of. You know, big misses and big... Not misses. Like, it's got In the Car and When You Dream and Told You So, which are meh, like twos. Okay. Like, it didn't have any ones for me. And then okay. it's got, like... But again, one week. It's all been done. Alcohol. Uh, who needs sleep? You know, call and answer. Like, those are, like, BNL staples. I'll They're be that girl. Songs. Like, those are all fours and fives. There is yeah. no possible way. What What that, was the average like, uh, uh, for this album for you? Uh, 3.61. That's lower than I... Th- well, I guess that means that everything was pretty close to a four. That's That's yeah. pretty high. That's pretty yeah. high. Yeah, I don't know, man. When I look back and forth across these, they, I mean, they both have they both have the best songs that BNL has ever released, bar none. I, I think that's that's indisputable. But like looking at the track list, I think if I paired them up one for one, if I made a little bracket here, uh, they also both have thirteen songs, so you totally could put them head to head. I think Maroon just outclasses it. I think it's got more exciting songs. It's got a few misses, but I don't feel like the misses, like Sell, 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 are as boring as the misses on here, like Leave. Like Sell, 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 they try to do like a big, like, jangly, like, Western song, which is so weird and so interesting, and it sucks, but it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, like, Told You So versus Helicopters, which I think may be the worst songs on each album, are like... I don't at least helicopters had something to say, you know. Nobody is taking this war seriously and like, I don't know, fucking I just I don't know. Maroon Maroon came at a pivotal time in their relationship with not only themselves and not only each other, but politics. And I, I think you're saying Maroon came at a pivotal time in your life and I think you're letting nostalgia glass cuz Maroon is the album that you like mo- that you have listened to and has been there for you. 
ETE is the album I've listened to most because I think I've said this before. It was one of three albums I loaded onto my Xbox 360. <laughs> and so as I was playing Team Fortress 2 for hundreds of hours, I would just listen to everything to everyone over <laughs> and over and over again. Um, and Stunt was the first one I bought. So Maroon is the weird like liminal space between the two. Hmm. So yeah, okay. I don't know. In any case, I respect you. I think you're a good person and a better friend. <laughs> So which Saker should I believe? The one that told me I was human garbage? <laughs> I said that out of anger, and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. But you the fact that you did All in Good Time is number four truly makes me doubt that you have credibility in yeah. the world of music journalism. Um, Ebbo, did you listen? We, we have one more little thing to do on this, on this episode, and I think this was requested by a listener who's, who I can't remember right now, but... Um, I think from now on, when we wrap up these albums, we should do a quick review of where Stephen Page was in his career at this point, because you, you fucking gotta. Like, it's absolutely necessary that we we talk about the other Bannocked Lady, right? Do we, um, do, so, for, do we have to do this for Andy, too? <laughs> yeah, we also have to review Andy's uh, teachings at University of Toronto. or yeah, what the classes fuck he's, he's doing. And then what about the guy who replaced Kevin Hearn when he had cancer on the uh, um, tour? Should we do him too? Uh, yeah, absolutely we should. Pete okay. Best, I think, was his name. Um, should we look up, do you think, uh, what was that, like, Professor Hot or Not? Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it gave people chili peppers? Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck was that website? I think I'm rated on that. Um, it was Rate My Professor, wasn't it? Rate My Professor, yes, that's correct. Rate My Professor. Uh, I don't think Rate My Professor exists anymore. I'm looking for it, and uh, it's gone. Um, what were you rated, by the way? I don't remember. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to look up uh, uh, Andy Cregan right now. Uh, your search didn't return any results. What a bummer. <laughs> he scrubbed the internet. Yeah, he's gone. So I guess we can't uh, we can't review it. But Ev, did you listen to Stephen Page's 2010 release, Page One? I did. Okay. Per your request. Per my request. Um, so let's do a little bit of talking about uh, Page One. And I think as we talk about Page One, we can kind of uh, talk about kind of this over the actual songs themselves. So I'm going to kind of insert the songs in the backgrounds here. Uh, and uh, we can just kind of go through each song very quickly um, and and talk about what we felt about it. So Ev, um, mm-hmm. this is Stephen Page's Page One. It is a 12-track album. Uh, oh, so now I can see all your notes. Perfect. Just a, oh, no. Just a few a few below uh, All in Good Time. Oh, I'm sharing yes. my screen with you as we listen to a new show. I'll, I'll try not to read your notes. <laughs> okay. I'll put okay. my paper in front of this. Good, good. Um, Ev, what, as we're listening to a new short, did you have any... Well, I guess let's talk about overall impressions afterwards. Yeah. So, new short, I think, is the perfect fucking opening track for an Agree album. Agree 100%. This is like like juxtaposing this against like Ed's hurt feelings. Yes. Like this just 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 him being excited to start a new page in his life. Get yes. It. But uh, uh <laughs> yeah, it just it just came out it came out like way more gracious and it's a fucking banger yes. song too. Yes, yes, yes. It's he's looking forward while the Bannocked ladies are looking back and it's mm-hmm. like just so like you could take these two songs and the the stark contrast between them is just fucking wild. Um it's a beautiful song. It's got strings, it's got like mm-hmm. all the instrumentation is gorgeous. Um and I mean, he does. He references Bare Ladies without being like shitty about, um, like you know. 
I think what's what is the line? Do you remember it offhand? What he's talking about? Um, he says like at this point I can't tell if uh, you know I, I was pushed off the boat or if I jumped overboard. And you know at this point what's the difference? I'm mm-hmm. off the boat, so who fucking cares? Land ho. Land fu- the ending. I can't say enough about that ending with all the ship noises. And he's saying <laughs> he sees his new shore in the distance. He knows the land he will live on now. Um, okay, good. good. Yeah, yeah. Great so that song. was a great. It was a great way to open the song album. Great song. Uh, Indecision is this next song, Ev. Um, mm-hmm. This one gave me a lot of seventies like, woo, like poppy yeah. vibes. Um, I thought it was interesting. It felt like a commercial, maybe for something. Yeah. <laughs> like Which, is this. Uh... It's like, did you see the video for this one? Oh, I didn't know it had a video. Yeah, it's a video. It's I think it's a Ladyverse video, but it's just Stephen Page all alone. Okay. Like so, every every person in the video is just Stephen Page. Oh, oh, it so is. It's in the it's in the Ladyverse, so he's oh all alone. Oh my god! So he's still living in the Ladyverse. <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Like, I love how loungy it was, and uh, then it, it pops into. I feel like on this whole album, and we're gonna hear me say this. I think so many '70s vibes. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of 70s shit going on here. 70s and 60s, I got even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's true. Um, but yeah, not um, bad. Yeah, let's go to uh, the next track, Clifton Springs, and just kind of talk over that one real quick. Um, immediately, I thought Jerome in almost every instance. It's a song about a specific place. It's a country tune with some dark overtones. <laughs> it was weird oh. how parallel those two songs were for me. <laughs> I got, rather than country song, I got waltz. Well, it is. I mean, it is literally a, a three, four times waltz. So. Right, but like it's so. I did get the Jerome feel too. When you walk, <laughs> yep. Clifton Springs. Yep, exactly. So I miss the harmonies. I miss the harmonies a lot now. And yeah. this is just another fucking sad. Like Stephen, Stephen Page. Like we got two. We got one, got Lanto, and then he's right back into Stephen Page. Like bad boyfriend, I'm a bad person. Yeah. And like as soon as like I'm like, oh, this is just an album about how shitty he feels. Yeah. Like. And, or and, how shitty everyone should feel, or how shitty, you know... And I'm just like, okay, every song's going to be about this, isn't it? And it kind of was. Yeah, a little bit. But I think where where this benefited for me is that I listened to it once while I was playing video games and just wrote down <laughs> notes on the side. So, you know, did that, that Big Bad Sad Boyfriend sink in? Maybe a little, but I didn't care because I was just having a good time and vibing with this album, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so... Steven Page, point for you because this podcast isn't about you anymore. I guess is how it works. All right, let's pop over to the next song, which is called Entourage. Um, this one was an interesting one. Um, so for this one, I uh, it has weird Middle Eastern vibes to the whole song. Mm-hmm. It's got like, uh, I, there's so much going on in this. Uh, have you ever heard the song Deborah by Beck? No. Okay. It felt to me like the evil version of Deborah from Beck. Um, I don't. It, it was very weird. But what I loved is that Steven is taking these swings, hard swings that BNL isn't taking anymore, which makes me feel what are you like talking about. I don't think that's the case. BNL is taking some big swings on the most recent album. Jerome is the only big swing they're taking. I feel like. I don't know. I do. What? What else? What were the other big swings on? Like All in watching Good Time? Northern Lights was very soundscapey. Um, you know. Like they did fucking summertime seventies jam. Like your thing, your thing is like, oh, this is a seventies album. But then again, BNL doing the exact same thing. I felt like this was, like, tonally very similar to ETE. To ET? E to E. Oh, E to E. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. I, I feel like Stephen Page's influence went with him, 
And I think a lot of that was like, I don't know, it, the, the cool, interesting stuff. Uh, I'm going to fast forward a little bit to the end where it has these weird diner noises for some reason. I, d I didn't understand what was happening in this album or this song, I mean, or like what the overall idea was or I, I don't I don't know. Did you did you get anything from this? Nope. OK, cool. Let's go to the next track, which is called Marry Me. Um, I wrote commentary on the things that we would expect to Stephen Page to have commentary. Uh, commentary right. on the things yeah, I wrote that he expected. Eh, another Stephen Page song. Yeah. But like it's right? it's it's about like you know things that we expect right like you know oh we're we're in love so I expect we'll get married. It was a song about inertia, which is Stephen Page in a fucking nutshell. Yep, his life in a nutshell. Depression and inertia. Oh Jesus! It'll Christ. hurt you. Inertia. How do you think his wife feels having so many songs about? Is he divorced? Well, he's married now to oh, okay. uh, to his graphic designer. <laughs> I, I, nice. I know she, she designs all his t-shirts and stuff for him. I don't actually know that. <laughs> He, she was his graphic designer before that. But, um, okay. Marry me. Kind of interesting. Uh, the next song. All the young monogamists loved the idea behind this song. I thought it was a beautiful fucking mm -hmm. song. This this opening with this wind and string. Like, yeah. Fucking like it was like a yeah great. like a like a small chamber orchestra and it was like woo I, I kind of perked up when I heard this. It made me wonder if he had a lot of money to spend on this album because we hear a lot more string sections and woodwind sections on this album than mm -hmm. we have on. I mean, the last time we heard this was "Bernie Ladies Are Me Men," I think, um, mm -hmm. and that was just on a few songs. And here we're really fucking busting out with it. Yeah, nice um, toots, nice toots, nice toots. That's what I said when I heard it. I it was, was a good. Uh, I sat up and said, "Nice tunes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was a good break in the album because you, you know it comes between two songs about how shitty a boyfriend he is, and this <laughs> is another song about how shitty people are in general. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I did. I I felt like it felt like a lot of early BNL songs. Um, I don't know why I felt that because now I'm not getting it at all. Now that I'm listening to this again. But yeah, I'm going to say uh, that I still stand by it 100%. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next song was called She's Trying to Save Me. Um, so She's Trying to Save Me. Um, 70s. Tons of 70s in this yeah, song. Yeah, I, I got a Rocky vibe from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Rocky horror picture show. A Rocky climbing up the Philadelphia courthouse steps. Rocky versus Ivan Drago. Oh, uh, got it, got it. Rocky uh, Mountain Boot Company. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> Rocky Prairie Oysters. Oh, Prairie Dogs. Shrimps. There we go. Prairie Dog. Dogs. Now we're. What a fucking dog fighting. <laughs> fighting. Uh, Irish. Irish. Potato Irish famine. Coffee. Coffee <laughs> oh. cult. Um, okay. She's trying to save me fun, breezy. He was listening to a lot of 70s pop. Like, it's cool. It's good. Yeah. And again, another song about uh, a relationship that he's in where he's being bad in it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it, ha it has a, it. a weird nightmare carnival ending that I loved. I fast forwarded to it here. Mm -hmm. Very straight. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, okay, the next song, um, Overjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, even in the title, he is giving us a BNL pun, which like <laughs> he's he's not done. He's not done doing the the, the, the puns here. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it is it too clever of a title by half? 
one hundred percent it is. I got the uh, I got a lot of like sixties vibes from this song. Like the heart, like yeah. He, he doubles up a couple times on his own voice that sounded almost like a like Beatlesy to me. Yeah, I, it does sound like a, a sort of almost like a protest song with that jangly guitar a little bit. Yeah, and those very like a, like a skiffle. Yeah, um, but it is a very plain and simple depression song, um, mm. which is really rough to hear him still to I really hope that as we move along with Stephen Page we hear him being more joyful too because I feel so bad for the poor man he's such a sweetie he deserves happiness fucking cry your way all the way to goddamn bank Stephen Page I don't know that he was making bank was he I mean we've been to his concerts and they're small affairs right right but he's still I mean he's still making a living off of his art and again I'm not knocking a man, the man for having depression or writing about depression. Sure. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying I'm tired of listening to songs about depression because they depress me. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. All right. Good point. Uh, next track. If You Love Me. Um, what the fuck was with this opening? Like a weird jam with like bleeps and bloops? <laughs> I said it sounded like a video game song. What the fuck? This is buck fucking wild. This song was so weird. I absolutely adored it like i figured no cap it ruled um <laughs> it does it sounds like the anime uh, 70s anime opening like i can see yeah, little like, super deformed stephen page running around my screen <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this song is wild to me the synth parts yeah. are, are great the guitar when it comes in is fucking crunchy as hell yeah, I think I'm going to take back what I said earlier about this album. T- Stephen pa- you, I, I knocked you for Stephen Page taking bigger swings than BNL. You were right. He took, <laughs> he's taking much, much bigger swings. It, and, and the swings that he's taking feels like swings that they would take during like the Maroon or E2E era. Like just doing like totally different genres and like, you know, this song is a Western. This song is a sexy song about fucking your uh, co-worker. Like, I don't know. And I think that I think that, that might stem from, I mean, Stephen Page is writing... For the most part, alone now. Yeah, yeah. Right, so he's got no... Like, where Ed will write a song, I bet, you know, Jim and Kev and even Tyler have a little bit of input. So you've got sort of a committee there, so you're going to have all the the rough edges kind of sanded off for good and for bad, right? Yes, that's true. Um, I do think he wrote a lot of these songs... Yeah, with that... With with uh, Stephen Duffy. Duffy's Muffies is back on this album. Um, Oh, shit, I missed him. I missed him so much. They wrote one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs. Do love my Duffy's Muffies. Goodness gracious. Seven out of the 12 tracks on this album were written by the two of them. And the ones that weren't were written by either Stephen Page alone, three of them, and oh, Craig, Craig Northey and Stephen yeah. Page. Okay. So, um, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of collaboration on this album. Um, but maybe that's the, the shot to the ass that Stephen Page needed to mm-hmm. become super creative again. Um, anyway, I love this song. I think it's great. Uh, the next song, Leave Her Alone. Oh, Freak Out! I'm so disappointed <laughs> that Freak Out wasn't there. Um, what, yeah. the, what the fuck is happening in this song, too? It's, like a, it's got a big band feel. It's like a, a little, a little sling, sling, like a sling dancing song. Yeah. I made up a new style of dance called Sling Dance, <laughs> and this weird. is what it sounds You fucking put your partner to trebuchet and just <laughs> launch them. Well, it's like swing dancing, but your partner and you are, are like tied together. But yeah, okay. Oh, by like a big rubber band? Mm-hmm. Fuck, can you? That would be a really cool dancing. You would like throw also yourself Also, probably backwards. cause a lot of, uh, like, you're tied <laughs> together by like those resistance bands. Yes. Like, probably cause a lot of injuries too yeah. as they crash into each other. A lot of broken teeth, yeah. It's like uh, that kumite where you wrap each other's, you tie your hands together and you have knives and, yeah. <laughs> um, this is, yeah, I, I wrote it, it felt Vegasy to me. 
Like uh-huh. he's on a stage just in his like leopard print suit doing his thing. Um, but then it like it segues into this deep electronica with those bass riffs that wow wow wow. Mm-hmm. That there it is, that fat boy slim sort of like <laughs> I don't know. It's fun, it's great. Uh I the, I wrote the sense of wonder and love here comes through so clearly. Like he's got mm-hmm. passion for what he's doing here. Uh Queen of America, the next song. Ah. I don't know that I liked this song. This was one of the misses. I thought this was 100% your song. Like, this is like a club mix, obviously, techno bits. This felt like a lost Kylie Minogue song that she gave to Stephen Page or something. (laughs) See, I actually like this song quite a bit. This was like one of the, like, uh, this and Land Ho, I think were my two, or not Land Ho, but uh, New Shore were two of my favorite songs on the album. That's uh, that's a pretty wild swing. Yeah, I... I didn't like the auto-tune on his voice. I think it covers up how great Stephen Page is when you're... I know it's ob- it's obvious because it's supposed to be, like, you know, some commentary on... I don't know, something. I, I-, I actually... Commentary on something. Yeah. <laughs> I clearly did a very deep listen to this album. <laughs> what was this song about? Huh. I feel like this song was about Trump. Is it about Trump? <laughs> Can't be about Trump. <laughs> we let the Nazi- Nazis off the hook because of Marx's famous book. What? No, I don't know what this song is about. And I feel like he's confusing some ideologies here. Oh, well, he's just been listening to a lot of Prager University's videos. <laughs> okay, right. Nazis were basically socialists, Saker. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> they have socialists, That's why they have in, socialists their in their name. Yeah, duh. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't get this song. I don't like this song. I. I the best part of the song is that little opening. I don't get it. I don't like it. Just like the Nazis. <laughs> That's correct. Just like the Gleebnog Sevens. Just killing those <laughs> poor Flufflealons. Um, our final song in this album is called The Chorus Girl. Um, there's a lot of atmosphere in this one. Too fucking long. I thought it was boring. I thought it yeah. was... There's not... It's too slow, too ponderous. Like... I, I, as, an, as an album ender, I understand he probably wanted something like emotional to go out on, but mm-hmm. just wasn't feeling he this cut, one. Like this, he should have cut the song down to like two minutes thirty. Absolutely, would have been fine. Yeah, as it is, five thirty is just yeah, three silly. minutes of just this. Yeah, three extra it minutes sucks. too much. Too much for me. It sucks. Um, and that's the album, buddy. That's that's all she wrote. All right, can I go? <laughs> well, what did you think of the album in the whole? And then we could leave. No, I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, um, not better than, obviously, All in Good Time. I liked All in Good Time quite a bit, but this was a uh, you fine album. this was worse than All in Good Time. Hell yeah. I thought it was leagues better. Interesting. Wow. I thought I felt I thought I mean, it felt if like... you remember, All in Good Time was my like fourth favorite yeah, album. that's true. I, I felt like All in Good Time was a a sellout kind of album. I felt like they were trying to ape too much radio shit. I felt like they were trying too hard to be Coldplay or to be The Doors or to be something they're not. And Stephen Page was just embracing like, I'm fucking Stephen Page, baby. And I talk about depression. Good for fucking him. It's still not a good album. Wow. I mean, it's still not a, it's not a better album. I meant to say it's a fine album, but like, yeah, sure. He was experimental. And guess what? Most of it was not good. Yeah. Um, I like, I liked two songs. Like I liked, uh, uh, but again, if I compared, like, uh, New Shore and Queen of America, my two favorite songs from the state page one, to Jerome and uh, Summertime. Yeah. That Summertime and Jerome went out every fucking time. Yeah, but I just, I, yeah. I mean, you're, you're 100% right. 
Um, I just feel like it's it's hard to compare those two um, just because they're so like you're picking out the two best and you're comparing it to a whole album. Like I feel like on the whole, this would score higher for me on average. Well, I was comparing best to best, but I think on average, I think these this yeah. album, I didn't rate this album, but I would okay. say that the songs are, you know, probably twos and threes, which is most of what All in Good Time is. But okay. the like even land, like land ho i'd probably give a four and queen of america i'd probably give a four wow like so it's gonna it's gonna lose out okay uh next time we catch up with Stephen page is 2016 uh hey should we tell whether this album is bare naked or fully clothed no we have to have a different rating because he's not a bare naked lady anymore mm. how many uh how many pages does the book what's the what's the book that you feel like is close how about like uh the dummies guide to depression how many pages does that book have uh, Depression for Dummies is a uh, how many page book, baby? Give it to me, give it to me. Three hundred and eighty four page book. So agreed. agreed. On a scale, on a scale of zero to three eighty four, how many pages is this album? All of them. Because <laughs> every song is about the same thing for the most part. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's how. Except we're... for the first song, like like I think that what 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 as an album, what kind of pissed me off was we got this like very ebullient, very like forward thinking. Yep opener and then it just like did a full you know 180 degree turn right back into you know steven page territory yeah yeah like yeah hey i'm excited to begin this new chapter of my life by the way it's the same as every other fucking chapter and i'm really sad about it yeah yeah i mean he, he fuck i don't know man he knows what he knows he know but yeah, he and knows. i think that like it you know on a on a bnl album we'd have these sort of songs cut with like ed who will sing a song about, you know, not being able to poop. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> but, Or we'd have, like, Kevin coming in and being like, I went to a house one time with yeah. a girl. And then Jim is like, you know, uh, chapsticks are really good. I like to eat the whole stick. But that's not like, at all what they were doing on this album, right? On this album, Jim was talking about, like, sad the time he watched his brother get beat up. He was talking about, mm -hmm. like, being on a cliff and looking out at the future. Like, And even, uh, even Kev wasn't doing... You know, Jerome is goofy, but watching the Northern Lights, another heartbreak, are pretty straightforward. Right, and we but we don't have everything is see so like we don't have Stephen. If I think if Stephen Page had been on All in Good Time, like if we threw in like three or four of these songs from Page One, it would drag the whole album down because like All in Good Time is a, it's not. I mean, apart from Summertime, you know, it's kind of a kind of a a, a, a self. I don't want to say effacing, but self like a uh, referential and self like it's just kind of a kind of a mid album okay. tonally. Okay. But I think throwing a bunch of like self hating narc like pseudo narcissism in there would drag the whole album down Maybe into the right. gutter for me. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I don't think so. I think so. Um. All right. I guess you know what. I think you and I are going the way of the bare naked ladies here. I'm following Stephen Page on his journey, and uh, and you're following Ed and the boys. You know it. Oh boy. Four is better than one. Four is better than one. I guess. I feel like Stephen Page could beat the shit out of all four. I don't know. Ed is the only one who would mm -hmm. put up a fight. A tie. Oh, too. what are you talking about? Jim's got those crazy arms. He's got like those bass player arms. Like his fingers are like fucking solid wood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess Kev's the only one that Stephen Page would beat the shit out of. And then Tyler. Tyler's just going to come from the fucking back oh, with a yeah. steel chair. Tyler would sink his teeth into Stephen Page's head and just bite <laughs> like fucking Blanca in Street Fighter. Ev, this is a massive episode. We got to get and the Tyler fuck would electrocute out of here. himself. And, uh, <laughs> and Tyler would roll across the fucking uh, Chinese street where they're fighting with the people selling chickens in the background cheering for both of them. God, Tyler is Blanca, isn't he? A little <laughs> green humanoid creature. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, we haven't gotten what Street Fighter character will each be in there. Uh, you know, hey, listeners, be, but, you, know. you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. You can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done American Ladies Podcast. Get with us on Twitter uh, at been done pod. Um, Ebo, you got anything mm. to plug this week? Brevity. It's the soul of wit. Me too. I'm Saker. I'm Ebo. And we'll see you again in one week. Week. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. Thank you.